Welcome to Hanging at the Hangar Bar. I'm Scott. I'm Candace. I'm Lariah. And I'm Lacey. Grab a drink and come hang with us at the Hangar Bar. Okay, welcome back everyone to season three of Hanging at the Hangar Bar podcast. Woohoo! We are so excited to be here. That should make us all feel good. The crowd's going wild. <laughs> Abruptly. Abruptly. So before we actually get into the topic of today's episode, our first episode of season three, let's talk a little bit about some of the changes that we're making to the podcast, especially the four of us getting together. So one of the things that we talked about that you all, all of our fabulous listeners can look forward to is maybe just a little bit more of a conversational tone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we're we're gonna have less. We didn't really do scripted before, but we're gonna have less. What what's the word that I'm looking for, Candice? Directed. Yeah, I think it'll be less directed. Like we'll get into today's topic a little bit, and we have a lot to talk about, which is also the other piece of it. We're not gonna time bound ourselves. If the conversation is a ten minute conversation, that's great. If it's a two hour conversation, we hope you stick with us for the whole two hours. Just make a bigger drink. That's right. Make a bigger drink. <laughs> if you're listening to us at work, I guess if you're working from home, make a bigger drink. <laughs> if you're working from the office, make sure you put it in a cup that you can you can hide what you're drinking. Mm-hmm. If you put your wine in a coffee cup, nobody will know the difference. No one. It looks the same. <laughs> you are a bad influence. <laughs> I try. That's what I do. I have two gifts, being a bad influence and being loud. Hey, self-awareness is very important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you can already tell that that we're going to try and do a little bit more of a relaxed flow this year for our our bigger group when we get together as a four, which means we're probably going to release fewer of the the four-person podcasts. We're still a four-person podcast, but we want these to be just much more relaxed. We want them to be something that we just have a ton of fun just sitting around chatting and if it's a two-hour episode i may cut it into two when i'm editing and that kind of thing but yeah so we are are just going to be a little bit more relaxed and that was kind of hinting it we're still going to try and release as often as possible um i think bigger group episodes we're looking one to two per month and then we'll supplement that with other things so we've asked lariah to kind of be our program manager and tell us what we're releasing when and and that kind of thing so congratulations yay promotion (laughs) we're gonna double your salary wow (laughs) you get double of nothing (laughs) (laughs) so that's a little bit about where we're going and if you as always if there's things that you want to want us to talk about as a group or individuals or if there's show ideas that you have for us hit us up on our socials we have a facebook we have an instagram that we're very active on both of those we have a reddit that we're not very active on but i check it occasionally um hey i think miley follows you okay good i told her to good that's so awesome. I think you have one follower. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is my, me and Lacey's little sister, by the way. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I'll, I'll have to make a post and see if she's she, see if she's watching. Well, don't embarrass the poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll love the attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Okay. So the last time we sat down to record an episode of Hanging at the Hangar Bar podcast was last November. Like the beginning of November, right? Yeah, that seems crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem that long ago, but looking at the calendar, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, so we're sitting here three months later. End of January is when we're recording this one. Mm-hmm. And absolutely nothing happened in the Disney universe, right? Well, why did I miss? What, what did I miss? What did I miss? Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Sarcasm. I get it. <laughs> wow, you were really convincing. Yeah, I know. I made a face and then I was like, wait a minute, what what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Where's he going with this? This is gonna be one of those thirty second episodes. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Bye. <laughs> so that was obviously a poor attempt at sarcasm. Where do we want to start with what's happened in the Disney universe since I think we got to start with the big one. Yeah, you I was going to go say. In, in my opinion, the big one. Yeah. Okay. And this is something that I honestly almost called us back all together to do an episode at that point. But I'm like, no, 
respect the rules of the group. We got to have our holiday break. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Let all the other people that talk about Disney constantly get that out of their system and post it and all this other thing. Granted, there were posts about it. Because I just couldn't let it go. But <laughs> let it go. Stop it. Let it go. <laughs> we are a Disney podcast, so I feel like it's illegal not to start singing that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to share? You're, yes. you're the most excited about it. I so am go the ahead most and share. About it. So, okay, unless you've been sleeping under a rock, uh, you know that Bob Iger is back as CEO of Disney. And I am so, so, so excited. It's great it's news. God. so good things. Mm-hmm. So why are you so excited? Because ever since Bob left Iger, not Chapik, the first time, and Chapik took over, there has been a definite decline, in my opinion, of the Disney experience. Prices have continued to increase, which I understand. Supply shortages, whatever we all want to talk about. Prices have continued to go up. Experience overall, I think, is declining for guests. Um, I mean, just from watching people post on social media, different videos, different articles I've read, it's just not the same anymore. And I know a lot of that has to do with like the pandemic and all of that because they're still not able to be full-staffed. Capacity still remains to be a problem in the parks as far as crowds. They're trying to figure out the Disney or the Genie Plus thing. There's just a handful of things that were implemented during Chapek's reign. And I understand that some of those did start with Bob Iger. I get it. I just think that Bob Chapek was not the proper person to keep the magic going. He was probably fine as an accountant, which is what his background is. Accountants are very linear and very black and white. And you don't get all the pretty, colorful, fluffy stuff when you're looking black and white. So, True. I, and I have seen where cast members are happier um, now that Iger is back. The, the, the culture of the Disney company is actually coming back. And I, I think Chapik went really far as far as trying to destroy that. And I don't know if that was an intentional destruction or not. But he succeeded. Right. That's so interesting. I actually, in my day job, I I met someone who was a director of talent acquisition at Disney before she came to the company that I work for. And I was just chatting with her for a few minutes. And right after the announcement, a couple days after the announcement that Chapik had been fired and Iger was coming back. And she said she had heard from some of the folks at Disney that were just thrilled not so much that Iger was coming back, but that Chapek was gone going, because yeah. the culture was changing so much. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting. Like, I think you hinted at it, but Chapek had an accounting background, like a finance background, mm-hmm. but he was a Disneyer through and through. Like, he, he was at the Disney company for like 25 or 30 years, so mm-hmm. he knew the culture. Why do you think that the culture changed so much so rapidly do you think it was just exacerbated by the pandemic or is there is there something that he was specifically doing that was kind of changing the culture i think in leadership especially i think there's a big shift between somebody showing what they believe and somebody saying what they believe and he could have said oh yes this is the culture i love this this is the greatest you know disney 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 But if his actions and the way he was treating people was different than that, that speaks volumes and people adjust to that because if you can't believe what somebody says by the way that they act, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of respect for people like that. Yeah. And I don't know. I I think the, he just, to me, it's almost a lack of creativity Mm -hmm. that you, you didn't see. Like even like if I had to knock anything, I thought, Chapik, like the price increases, that kind of thing. He had to manage through probably one of the hardest times that that company's ever gone through in the hundred year history of the Walt Disney Company with the pandemic and shutting down the parks and shutting down the movies and not being able to release movies into theaters. And that's a tough thing to try and lead through. Mm -hmm. And I think just he lacked creativity. 
And he didn't, like, one of the things that I'll always appreciate about Iger is he knew when and how to speak up. He knew when to shut up. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that the Disney company is going through right now are because Chapek kind of bungled those kind of speaking points and mm-hmm. didn't necessarily look to the creatives to be creative. And that's one of the first things Iger said when he came back was, we need to become a creative company again. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I said, with that accounting background, I mean, you look at the bottom line and if you're profitable, you could always be more profitable. So let's see what we can cut to get there. But what he's missing is the magic of it. Mm-hmm. And the magic is everything. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I also think that a lot of cast members were very disheartened, I think is the word that I want to use about the whole Florida political scene. Yeah. Um, and when there was no support for them from the top, that speaks volumes in itself. Yeah. That support came too late and in the wrong way. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess I got to say something. Right. Instead of, um, no. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hinting at with, like, when he he didn't know how to handle the politics of it. Mm -hmm. And, like, even you go back to the Scarlett Johansson dust up. That's been a couple years ago now, right? Like, right at the beginning of his tenure when she, I I don't even remember what that was about. But, again, that was something handled publicly that should have been handled privately. Right. But with social media, can anything really be private anymore? Right, right. Iger tends to be able to balance that well. He's also a better people person, in my opinion. And I've never met either of them. But just, what was it that we were watching? I think it was the kickoff for the 50th celebration where they were both uh, on the steps of Cinderella Castle. And you had Bob Iger, who was bigger than life. And then you had Bob Chapik. And just the presentation style of either of them Bob Chapik was very comfortable. He was very, hey, this is Disney. Welcome. We're happy you're here. Bob Iger, you mean? What did I say? You said Bob Chapik. (laughs) I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, Iger was very comfortable. He was very very Disney, in my opinion. And Bob Chapik gets up, and he's like, he's trying to say some things, and I'm just like, no, this isn't, it didn't come across naturally. It wasn't organic. His enthusiasm was not... It didn't feel inherent Gen- to who he was. Mm-hmm. Like Bob Iger was more genuine. Yes. With like speaking from his heart and yes. not for what the people wanted to see because right. like Bob Chapek just sounded too forced. Mm-hmm. Like forced I have to do this. Like, yeah, I don't really believe this, but. Well, mm-hmm. and it kind of sound. I don't really know either of the Bobs very well. Like I don't do my research like you do Candace and Scott um, <laughs> but it kind of sounds to me that Chapik views Disney more as a business where Iger views it more as a passion mm-hmm. and um, I mean obviously I feel like Disney was kind of like I don't want to say weird but it didn't feel the same when Chapik came up mm-hmm. to and I'm really excited that Iger is back on because like you said, the amount of changes that went through, it kind of just gave, I'm sure a lot of people whiplash just kind of like, Oh, we're getting rid of fast passes. And I'm still a little salty about that Mm -hmm. because I feel like fast passes, they've been around for how long? Like has 2004. Okay. So 2002, no, because when I was there the first time in 98, they had they the were paper just releasing that. See, that's so, what I thought. I yeah. They've thought, been around for a long time. Yeah. So to like make a change just because of it, now that everyone has smartphones for the most part, because can't you only do the Genie FastPass if you have a smartphone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think that's, I don't know. I still am salty about it. And we haven't experienced it yet so i guess i shouldn't really form an opinion but i am still upset that fast passes aren't a thing because now it's just kind of and we don't have to get all into that because we already have but you know it it definitely seems like it was a business move Mm -hmm. more than anything it was all about dollars oh yeah it was about dollars but i think also they're trying to control crowds and they can't have people like to be fair, 
there are some influencers out there that will that were telling people how to manipulate the fast pass system mm-hmm. in order to stack so that other people weren't having that opportunity and that's not right no but there are people that have figured out how to stack lightning lanes that's not right either yeah from and we're ruining it for ourselves by doing these things yeah. and i said what i said yeah so mm-hmm. two things about that and this is what i love about our new kind of free form kind of direction we're going because we can take tangents and just go um <laughs> so two two things i think genie plus in theory is good because for someone who only goes to the park once or somebody who only goes to the park once every five years that doesn't have as much experience to plan and to think six months in advance about what rides you want to go on and what's going to be important to you. Genie plus gives those folks a chance to compete with the people that are there every single day. So in theory, I like what they're doing. They're trying to even the playing field for people that are a once in a lifetime trip versus the annual pass holders. Everything Genie Plus was meant to reduce what Candace was talking about of people getting their fast passes and then stacking and getting on every ride as a on a fast pass. And but people are figuring out how to do that and and advertising it for Genie Plus and the individual lightning lanes and that kind of thing today. So my my second thing about that is my hot take, and I will die on this hill, do away with the whole system. Straight standby lines, no fast passes, no Genie Plus, just let the lines work the way the lines are meant to work. And then everybody gets to take part in the beautifully themed queues as they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's no going backstage in any sense of the imagination like some down some dank hallway for a single rider line for millennium falcon yeah and i think you could still have some single rider lines to fill in so you can max mm-hmm. the capacity of your ride Yeah, but take them through the same queue take them through right. now make the single rider line what used to be the fast pass queue there you go mm-hmm. for all of those rides where you might end up with odd numbers that need to be filled in have a single rider line yep you know, I I really do like that idea because it gives everybody an equal chance to get on the rides that they want to ride on. But I would really like, I wouldn't like to see it, but I'd be so curious to see how many people would get mad. Because like we talk about a lot, our society is so obsessed with instant gratification. And you go to Disney World, especially for the people who go all the time, they just want to ride their rides and leave. You know, Mm -hmm. they just want to do what they want to do and they want to get out of there. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, and that's fine. But if you don't have a choice, I mean, if that's the way it is and you can either fall in line Mm -hmm. and do what it is or you don't have to. Nobody's holding a wand to your head and or lightsaber to your head and saying, get in line. Right. You don't have to go on that ride. Don't go. Mm-hmm. Leaves more park for me. And also, since we're going down that tangent, are we talking about this? We're talking about whatever you want. Okay, so they're also bringing, uh, we'll go back to the Bobs in a minute, but they're also bringing back after hours events. Yay! Yay. So, if, 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 if somehow they could figure out how to do that in every single one of the parks, Maybe with Animal Kingdom, since the animals need to be have more daytime exposure, like especially on the safari, I know they do like an evening time ride through or whatever, and that park typically closes earlier anyway. If they could do an earlier after hours, so you can still get into Pandora and see the bioluminescence, which is absolutely stunning at night. Mm. If they could do that with that park, but then after hours at night for all of the other parks... There's my vacation. Mm-hmm. And I will resort hop and pool days and shop and all the other things during the day and go to the parks at night. Mm-hmm. There's my vacation. Yeah. Every single time. Josh, tomorrow you need to call me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think about Disney, they have a lot to balance in the parks. They do. And if you think about who the loudest complainers are typically, who are they? Entitled jerks. Who like? Let's generalize a little bit. You're you're right, but let's generalize a little bit. The people who are complaining the most about changes in the park, any little thing that changes from a food item, 
from anything that like if a pathway happens to be closed what is in general the group of people that's going to complain the loudest about that i don't know what you're looking for here but people that are there all the time yeah the annual pass holders the people that are there six seven eight times a year or more Can are going to be one of those people <laughs> they're going to be the ones that complain the loudest the problem disney has is those people are also the ones that bring in the least amount of revenue right because once they get their annual pass they're paying thirteen hundred dollars once they've been in the park past 10 days, it's they're basically going for free. Mm-hmm. And they're not spending the same amount of money in the park. They're the ones that are hopping in for a couple hours, which we've always dreamed about doing. They're hopping in for a couple hours like, hey, I want to go I want to go get on the people mover to see how Tron is coming. They're, they're the ones that are going in for an hour, spending no money and coming back out taking up a reservation spot from somebody who is on the other end of that spectrum who's going to be to Disney World or Disneyland once. Mm -hmm. That they're coming in, everything about that place is magical. They also, on a week-long trip, are spending 10 to 12 times more than an annual for that person that's bringing in. So, excuse me, a Disney is trying to work against all those loud complainers and try and keep them happy while still trying to build a magical experience for those people that are there once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a tough balance mm-hmm. and they can't, and, and Disney as a company knows that they can't be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. They're very aware of that, but, and I think this might be kind of where we're, when we go back to the Bobs, I think maybe Chapik didn't realize that or didn't like he's like well i'll show them i'll be all things to all people or i'll conform people to what i think should be all things to all people and you can't do that no Mm -mm. yeah i almost think from a park's perspective and and i will knock chapik about this i don't i don't i think chapik gets a little bit of a bad rap as an overall ceo but from a park's perspective i will always go back and point to all the live entertainment he cut even while he was head of the parks and resorts mm-hmm. division mm-hmm. like that is the thing that was always my knock against him as an executive at the Walt Disney Company was he was taking away those magical moments and i think as we go back to that and we're talking about why why did he fail as the ceo i think so that some of it is he he looked at that loud complainer group and started actively working against them because he wanted more money. Mm-hmm. The reservation system cuts them out, mm-hmm. makes it harder for them to do what they want to do. All of a sudden, you can't hop into Epcot for two hours to have dinner because, oh, all the park reservations are full. Mm-hmm. So he, every, and if you look at all those changes that were made, they were all targeting the annual pass holder group. They stopped selling annual passes. All of those things led to a very, very loud vocal group of people turning on the company. Mm -hmm. They were still spending their money there, but they turned on the company vocally. And I think that's where that was ultimately his downfall. Yeah. And I've seen more than one thing where people are like, we've had annual passes for 25 years and we're not doing it again just because of everything. They're like, it's not even worth the $1,300 for us anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it, but okay, bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Makes more room for us. That's right. So I think we've covered the Bobs, but welcome back, Bob Iger. Yes. We're so mm-hmm. glad you are back. You'll never hear this probably, but if you do, thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> and so like his entire intention is to find his replacement again. And I think we all know who that's going to be. Who's it going to be? Josh tomorrow. I don't think it is. I think it's going to be that Christie person, the head of HR. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. He's he's in the, the throws of fixing the company right now. And he's busy. He I has think other his, things to do than find his replacement. Yeah. And that was a, an expensive experiment for Disney. Between the two Bobs over the course of the last year, they've paid over $60 million in com- in compensation to those two Bobs. I'd take just a fraction of that, yeah. honestly. I'm, yeah, I'm, I personally would take Bob Chapek's severance. Yeah, it was like $24 million yeah, plus stock it. options, something like that. Yeah, I'd take it. Ooh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Can I go work for Disney and make a big mistake and get that money? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Just put the first part of that sentence in there. Can I go work for Disney? <laughs> Seriously. We started watching the Animal Kingdom, the second season of, um, what's it called? Disney, uh, the Magic of Magic Disney's, of Disney's Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom on Disney+. Plus. And Candace now has a job that she wants to do. Oh, what? Well, it's called the Animal Husbandry yeah. Department, and they make like all the enrichment activities for the animals, and they also make their birthday cakes. Oh my god! I know it was amazing. I love that. You would be perfect for that job. I know. Did you ever watch the first season of that show? Mm-mm. It's so good. Okay, you need to go watch it. It's watch like it will take like they show you into the living the seas with Nemo and friends, like all the animal stuff around Disney World is handled in that show and it's on disney plus and like it's focused around animal kingdom because that's where most of the animals are but they pull out into other parks like last night's episode had the uh, a brand new cinderella horse for weddings that they were training the horse mm-hmm. to be ready to do pull the the, the pumpkin the pumpkin oh. carriage let me add that so yeah the first list. episode the f- two seasons there were i think they're both already out there 20 total episodes they're an hour each amazing show it's really good okay and i'm not going to give any spoilers but um this season has some cry moments in it Mm, okay wait a minute what's it called again the magic of disney's animal kingdom or or something something like that like that when you look it up and find it tell us for sure what the title is so we don't lead people astray (laughs) as they're like why is this not on disney plus they said they're giving me bad information you um it's magic of disney's animal kingdom okay. so you had it right except for the the in the, the beginning okay. okay but all right added that to my watch list there was something else that um our other sister um was telling us to watch i can't remember what it's exactly called but it's like elements of like let me see if it's on my continue watching yeah, honestly, we need to have Miley on here as a guest because <laughs> she, she knows all the Disney Plus things. Um, she, yeah. you and her would get into a fun discussion about the Muppets because really? I didn't know this, but she loves the Muppets and she like beats me up to try to get me to watch it, which I have no. Okay. I want to watch it, but um, we will totally interview she, her. That's I have no problem to. bringing her in and letting she and I can debate the Muppets all day. Mm-hmm. It's. Man, I can't find it, but it's like you can choose an element like water, air. Oh, the Zenimation. Yes. Yes, yes. those are so cool. I love oh those. Oh my gosh. I put them on while They're I so work. They're so relaxing. They really, yeah. If yeah. you, lis- if you listeners have not checked that out on Disney Plus yet and you are a big fan of like, I mean, it's Zenimation. Uh, ambient music yes. and mm-hmm. animation. It's beautiful. It's like, it's like Fantasia scaled up a little bit yeah and that's no knock against fantasia because right mm-hmm. that was also 70 years ago that that was animated this animation was animated like yesterday <laughs> <laughs> the the other one of those things that i think is really cool on disney plus and this is completely taking us off course but what are those sunrise over the parks ones oh my gosh I, they're it's something sunrise yeah look yeah, for those two because it's, it's like just like disney sunrise yeah or mm-hmm. something. it's over each it's three parks right they don't do it over hollywood studios correct it's okay. over animal kingdom over epcot and over magic kingdom yeah that it's just a two or three hour video of watching the sunrise over the park i watch animal kingdom all the time yeah it's like one of my favorite ways to wake up mm-hmm it's sunrise series or disney parks sunrise series they're in um exactly 59 minutes each and yes if you put those on in the morning while you're getting ready having your coffee or your tea i promise you you will just feel so relaxed when you start your day without much magic how can it be a bad day right i mean yeah honestly they're they're I I watch those constantly, and you also get like it's not just one view; though. yeah, it's different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay, so here's an Imagineering idea. So any Imagineers that are listening to this video, specifically the ones that are in charge of Disney Plus, create a way that I could select that video to start at six o'clock in the morning or six thirty, whatever time I need to start waking up, 
and have my TV automatically come on and automatically start playing that. So I wake up to the sunrise over whatever park I'm watching that day. So I think we just invented a new reason for... Uh, Amazon to come up with a new Echo Show that automatically right. turns on, and I mean they've got the Mickey things in the parks now anyway yep. in the resorts. You are an unstoppable good idea machine. What a way to wake up! Because right? I mean I'm sure everyone has a TV in their room now. Well, and you've seen those alarm clocks that do the like sunrise. Yeah, the daylight like goes from night to daylight instead of a harsh alarm to wake like you. Like it up, wakes you up with light. It just fills the room up with light. So you wake up naturally. I have never. Oh, oh my God. But I'm like with the plinky plunky Disney music and uh, yes. And it's very, it's very, it's beautiful music. It's not like loud in your face. It's just. Right. It's very calming. It's ambient. And, mm. Yes. Peaceful. Very zen. Okay. Let's segue back to. <laughs> Let's get back on track, shall we? To what did I miss? <laughs> um, the, the other thing that I want to talk about that is it, it happened under Chapik's watch uh, back in 2020, they announced the Splash Mountain changes. Mm-hmm. As of today, I think, either yesterday, January 20th, or today, January 21st, Splash Mountain on both coasts is closed. It was yesterday. Quick editor's note for accuracy. It was actually January 22nd when both of these Splash Mountains closed. Oh, okay. So they so officially they officially closed it down, and they're starting to um, make it into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Mm-hmm. Did you also write down? I don't think I talked to you guys about it. I posted it on our stories about the new Tiana restaurant that's opening up in Disney. I didn't write that Land. down, but I was okay. going to talk Disneyland. about it as part of this. Oh, yeah. perfect. Okay, because I'm. We've talked about this before, mm-hmm. where we wanted kind of more representation and all of that i'm so excited that they i'm really excited i think we all are about um splash mountain being turned into mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of a perfect place for it new orleans square at disneyland mm-hmm. yeah. granted pirates of the caribbean rolls through that restaurant mm. so that could be a little weird but i think it's going to be great you know new orleans is still right on the ocean my guess is there was still pirate activity. If you yeah. want to make that pirate leap activity. to... <laughs> Sorry, the, the verbiage was right. If you want to make the leap, you can. It, it doesn't untheme it. No, I, I didn't I didn't mean it was yeah. going to untheme it, but it's just a little... When you think about like Disney World, you've got Adventureland where Pirates is, and then right. you've got Frontierland where Splash Mountain is, so... Right. That was my only point. Do you think in Frontierland, now that they're changing it to Tiana's ride, do you think they need to change that away from Frontierland? Hmm. That's an interesting question. That is an interesting question, and I almost think yes. Because what all is over in Frontierland? It's just Big Thunder, Big Thunder Splash, or Tiana's now. Mm-hmm. And Frontierland Shoot and Arcade. The Frontierland Shoot and Arcade. Tom Sawyer's Island. Okay. A couple restaurants. What could they call it other than Frontierland that would still encompass all of that? Because I, I, that all still kind of fits except for Tiana. They could call it Bayou Country. Oh. River Country. That was the theme. That was the one of the water, water parks, parks that shut down. So they could rename it. Because all of those things would be on a river. Like the Shoot and Arcade... Country Bear Jamboree. Or they could put, call it something like Mississippi or like yeah. with Tom Sawyer, the Tom Sawyer piece of it. And I I don't know. But I don't it, know. It, Frontierland doesn't necessarily fit as much as it used to. No. Right. Right. So maybe look forward to that. Again, Imagineers, if you're listening, we're happy to consult. I know I know my value as a consultant. Please pay me. <laughs> Support this podcast. Right. That's all I'm asking for. We'll move. <laughs> I'll come in and consult for like two weeks, help you rename, and you can pay me a couple hundred grand, and we'll put it all into the podcast. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but thinking about it, did Splash Mountain really fit the theme of Frontierland, do you think? You think so? Because the Briar Patch and all of that was all very... The Song of the South was very much a frontier, edge of the frontier kind of place. That's true. 
So yeah, I'm excited about that. So did you look at what, have they called out what the menu is going to be for the new Tiana's restaurant in Disneyland? Let me take a look here. I just got so excited about it. Yeah, because I think, because they already have um, the, what's the restaurant that's in Disneyland already? The one that has the Cajun food, the... The Blue Bayou? Yeah, the Blue Bayou. Isn't that where this is going? I don't know. Are they replacing the Blue Bayou with Tiana's? Because if it's not, then that then my whole conversation about pirates doesn't qualify anymore. Okay, that's where so I thought it was. This is the I'm getting this from um, Disney Parks on Instagram. It is certified, so it is you know the certified Instagram for Thank Disney you for Parks. That. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> it's official. Um, and this is they posted a um, an animated picture of what the restaurant might look like on their page this was posted on january 12th of this year and this is what the caption reads french market restaurant at disneyland will be reimagined into tiana's place the newest restaurant on new orleans later this year tiana's place will have much of the same pinch of pizzazz and flair as the restaurant from the film offering authentic new orleans flavors inspired by tiana's friends and adventures in this quick service style restaurant Head to the Disney Parks blog to read more about this transformation. Okay. okay, so scratch what I said about pirates because Blue Bayou is clearly not changing. Yeah, and, um, so and it's this is going to be quick service, service which yeah. is fascinating. And of course, they're going to have beignets. Of course, of course. Oh, one hundred percent. With recipes inspired by the Friends, do you think they're going to have alligator? No alligator way. serving. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Real right. alligators are going to be serving. No, you. no, like that'll you're be Lariah's favorite place. <laughs> ah. like oh, you're going to eat alligator. Eat alligator. <laughs> oh, I'm no. sure. Be served you by. can't eat Lewis. Yeah, just what is wrong with you? <laughs> just put Lewis on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> Lewis served with a trumpet aioli. That's <laughs> trumpet aioli. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and a side of therapy for your child. <laughs> oh my God! With firefly sauce. <laughs> firefly yes. sauce. Ray's sauce. Okay, that's something entirely different. <laughs> yeah, that that just took a took a naughty and dark oh, turn. Oh dear. <laughs> Who's Ray? <laughs> <laughs> With troubles all of Evangeline. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We got to stop. We got to stop. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Okay. Ooh. Let's talk about... I don't think I like this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, other things that we missed announcements for that we didn't get to talk about in the moment. Another huge one that was announced shortly after we'll tie everything we'll try and tie everything back to the pops so shortly after Iger was brought back they announced some changes in disney world to a couple of different fireworks shows yay so they are bringing back happily ever after instead of enchantment and they don't even know the name (laughs) (laughs) and they are bringing they they're doing they're bringing back the temporary epcot forever show to replace harmonious yep what do we think about that Mm, i got a lot to unpack on this one (laughs) (laughs) because as you know i was not a fan of either new show i was not a fan of enchantment when it first started because happily ever after which i didn't like when that first started either because change yeah yeah but I do love Happily Ever After. I love Enchantment now that they've added what should have been in the first place and put the bits of Walt in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was seriously lacking in the beginning. Now that it's fixed, I don't mind it so much. I think Happily Ever After has a bigger draw and is easier to watch because you don't have to have people all the way down Main Street looking at the projections. Mm-hmm. I understand why they did it for the 50th. I really do. I'm glad Happily Ever After is coming back, and I would like to see them rework something to also include Walt. I agree. And Mickey. Mm-hmm. Just putting it out there. Harmonious and Epcot Forever. Ooh. I don't know about this, because I love Harmonious. We watch the live performance of Harmonious from Disney Plus regularly. Mm-hmm. I even have my own dance made up for most of it. So, oh, <laughs> he won't dance with me. 
Yeah, because your dance is inspired by somebody that looks awkward during the filming. Not that part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't watched, you'll have to go watch and see if you can pick out my favorite person in the entire entire thing. And it's not one of the performers. No. Okay. It, it's, okay. it's one of the crowd people, and she's special. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Can't let's, wait. Let's hope she's not a listener. <laughs> We're not using her name. We don't even know her name. But then we're not describing, so it's fine. Anyway, going back to it. Epcot Forever, when we first watched it, was on Disney Parks blog when they first launched it. And they had the jet skis with the kites and all that kind of thing. It was fine for what it was. Illuminations was near and dear to my heart. As you know, we saw one of the last performances for that when we were in the park. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get Epcot forever until I got to watch it live when I was at Disney Institute. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Knowing that that was a temporary show, I tried not to get too attached to it. <laughs> that didn't work. Harmonious comes out and I didn't get that for the longest time. And then I did and I love it. But now that we're going back to Epcot forever... And knowing that there's like Walt sound bits in there and stuff from the tradition of Epcot and what it used to be, I'm okay with it. Yeah. And I think Epcot Forever again is going to be a transitional show. Yeah. I think they're just keeping that in their back pocket. Like we can whip this out, update it maybe a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're going to replace it with something uh, again, bigger. I think the only reason they're getting rid of Harmonious is because the barges at the immovable barges out in the middle of the lagoon were universally panned and they they're never ugly they're ugly and they never worked the way they were supposed to they were supposed to be like a daytime fountain and even if they were a daytime fountain it was an ugly fountain yeah it was very industrial like who who cares about mm. water shooting out of black metal <laughs> <laughs> you tore down the fountain of nations up in the front of the park, which was beautiful. And there was a water show all about that that went off, like, I don't know, every now and then. And had beautiful music with it. And it was fantastic. Why do you want to watch some ugly black metal barge shooting water out of it on a daily basis when it just shoots water? You're I don't not care passionate anything. about this at all, are you? No. <laughs> do you not know me about it all? <laughs> the other thing I think people had against Harmonious was... There were only like three or four places where you could truly see all of the mm-hmm. all of the projections and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it created extra bottlenecks and more pe- tightly packed people to watch. Whereas Illuminations and Epcot Forever, you could surround the entire lagoon mm-hmm. and watch. You could put a shit ton of people into that entire circle and they would all have the same experience with the show. Right. That didn't happen with harmonious. Wonder who signed off on that one. (laughs) Josh tomorrow. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can't blame Chapik for everything. Oh yes, I can. (laughs) (laughs) He was there somewhere. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, and Happily Ever After, I'm excited to see that come back, too. I think I didn't mind Happily Ever After. I liked the Enchantment show, like you, especially after they added Walt's voice to it. I still think with the 50th, they missed the opportunity to tie that entire show back to the history of that park. And that I think that's why that one would have... To me, that's why that one failed. And mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me that they're going back to Happily Ever After. Everybody loved that show. Right. Okay, any thoughts, ladies, about the fireworks coming back? I am shocked. Um, I mean, it makes sense since they brought them back for the 50th, but I thought it would just be a change, you know, like not a permanent change, but for the next few years or so since, you know, we haven't seen Wishes since, because I only watched Wishes Wishes. one time. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that was your first trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We watched it at California Grill. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so it's just, because how long did Wishes last for? How many years? It was a long time. It was a long mm-hmm. time. Okay. And Fantasy in the Sky was actually the first fireworks show that they ever did in Magic Kingdom. So that was, I don't remember when they started that one, but that was the first one that I actually saw in 98. So that one ran oh, a wow. good chunk of time. 
and then wishes ran for a good long time and then they transitioned to uh, happily ever after no. okay yes happily ever after and then enchantment and then then now back to happily ever after okay okay so happily ever after might stick around for a little bit longer perhaps i think so and i think when they put it back into play it wouldn't surprise me if they're not using that projection mapping all the way down main street again it could be Mm -hmm. i mean now that they've got there's no coincidence in disney we say it all the time right now that they've got it figured out wouldn't surprise me if they have that incorporated but please put walt in yeah when when they rolled enchantment out did they say that that was going to be just for the 50th or did they say it was this is a new show that we're starting on the 50th they said this is a new show that we're bringing in on the 50th to celebrate the 50th and i don't know if there's it like like read between the lines like this is going to be here for 18 months and then we're going to go back right because i wonder if it got more um, approvals from everyone if they would have kept it. Like, do you I think they're so. listening th- to the people? Yes, they definitely are because they did shut it down for, well, they just updated it, like, to include Walt and Mickey. Mm. Like, that we're actually on the second iteration of Enchantment right now. It includes Walt and Mickey, and I heard approval ratings shoot through the roof when they oh. added that because mm-hmm. I think... Like, if they're doing it to celebrate an anniversary, you've got to remember where we've come from. Mm-hmm. And you can't tout it as an anniversary show if you don't have some of that element to it, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I feel like I'm the one who's only bringing up other things that I missed. What did you all miss? My thing was just the Tiana's place. I'm just so excited mm-hmm. for that. I think that Disney theme, like restaurants that are in Disney movies, they, they miss opportunities when they don't bring those restaurants into their own parks. Mm-hmm. But they have to do it carefully. Meaning. The way, okay, and this is a, this is a tout for the animators, but they do such a beautiful job of presenting these dishes that are served in these restaurants as looking delicious and magical and all of this stuff. They have to make sure that the quality of the food matches their animation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's been one of my things about the cruise line is that prior to have to watching a show with every dinner that you sit down and eat, which seems to be the way of it now, food quality was amazing. Aboard the cruise ships. I think they're depending more on the show and the entertainment rather than the quality of the food. And I think it's going down. Yes, I do. I see why you say that, which I, yeah, because especially with um, Beast Castle. Mm. Yeah, sad. Not impressed at all. We've, Lorraine and I have only had their breakfast, which we highly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> highly, highly do not recommend unless you're just going for, you know, to see inside and just to say that you ate there and you don't really care. Yeah, just for mm-hmm. the ambiance. I do not regret doing that. Right. Even though the food was Subpar. not the best, it wasn't the worst, but I don't regret eating there. But we're also yeah. foodies and yeah. we enjoy. We, uh, to us especially, I don't know, maybe not to some of you, but I feel like we view food as an art, you know, like we appreciate the way it's made and the way it tastes and the way it's presented and everything like that. And um, yeah, Beast Castle, it just did not, the food was, yeah. So, well, and I think it's funny that you said that because right now at Epcot, the uh, Festival of the Arts is taking place Mm. and the three tenets of the arts is visual audio Mm -hmm. performance arts and culinary arts Mm. and so if everything is connected in the great circle of life and the great span of disney you've got to have that carry all the way through if they're celebrating culinary arts at epcot you've got to have your culinary arts game on point throughout Mm -hmm. the the enterprise because Mm -hmm. you're not living up to expectations in my opinion Right. And if you're going to charge the amount that you're going to charge, like some people, like if you're bringing your kids and stuff to these, I don't know, because I can see why you say that, where you're saying that they need to be careful when they bring in restaurants from movies to the parks, because I'm sure we all think, oh, it's for the kids. You know, they see it in the movie, but it's not just for the kids. And 
you know, as an adult who enjoys Disney movies and going to Disney World, I want to go to Tiana's place and get some good food, you know? Um, But so I see your argument there with that and that, you know, they will probably choose one or the other, the appearance, the characters, or the food. And if we all want the food. Hot take. Kids aren't the ones with the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Well, <laughs> that movie is about the dream of a girl becoming a chef and owning her own restaurant. Yes. So, like, I don't want to just be paying for the uh, scenery, even though that's a big part of it, but I want to pay because as an adult, I realized that Tiana is an incredible chef and I want to eat the food that she creates because she has worked so hard and Mm -hmm. and to build this place. It's a very important part of the movie. Absolutely. It is. Her mouthwatering beignets. That's Mm -hmm. man kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) They better call them that. Man kitchen delicious beignets. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Okay. So a couple other things that we may have missed since our last episode. There is now an opening date for Tron. Yep. April 4th, Tron Light Cycle Run is going to open. Wow. It opens for cast member previews beginning of March, probably. Mm-hmm. Annual pass holder previews end of March. And Josh, open. tomorrow's already been on it, but yeah. whatever. They're testing it with live people now, so that's super exciting. I think that's going to be a fun ride. I think that's going to be a fun roller coaster. It, I hope it's accessible. <clears throat> I yeah. mm-hmm. you yeah. know what I mean like I know like flights of passage is kind of one of those rides that gets knocks a lot because not every body shape can fit in the ride vehicles and I hope that they've learned some lessons from that yeah and mm-hmm. I know they're bringing Tron over from Japan um, but I hope they have made allowances for more body types to be able to fit on the ride vehicles yeah, yeah. Agreed. I agree agreed and eat to me as much fun as I think Tron is going to be as a roller coaster and, and Magic Kingdom probably needs another thrill ride like that. I'm even more excited about what the opening of Tron means. And that means the railroad opened back up. The trains are back. You can yes. now go on a train to Disney World again. And it has an all new soundtrack to it and uh, voiceover to it. I'm so excited. Like I want to plan a, t- a trip to Disney just to go on the train. Because we didn't get to do it our last trip there. It was mm-hmm. closed down when we were there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's any trip anymore is something is going to be closed down. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. It's just because the changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, construction at Epcot, I think, is never going to end, quite honestly. <laughs> It'll be a great park when they get it done. It'll be fabulous when they get it done, but I don't think it's ever going to be done ever again. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do know that they have, they're coming a long way on the uh, Moana journey of water exhibit Mm. um they've installed tafiti which that's what i want to see oh yeah Uh, it's huge it looks awesome she's like 16 feet tall wait where's that at? yeah where is that gonna be in the middle oh like behind spaceship earth really Mm -hmm. oh my god and it's like a walkthrough attraction about water to do with water See, that is what I want to see. Goosebumps. Stop building so many rides and do stuff like that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That's an acceptable use of IP for me. Mm-hmm. But knock it off with all this other crap. Yeah. 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 Like the like the song talks about how water misbehaves. Like they're talking about how like you are going to in this walkthrough attraction, you're going to have the opportunity to interact with water and as if uh, like a living thing, like it's going to be your friend. That's so cool. And of course the Imagineers are doing this and I'm just like, I love you people so much. (laughs) (laughs) That, that is what magic is. Yeah. Not standing in line for a ride. (laughs) That is going to be over. Like, not that I don't appreciate them, but that is what you want to see when you go to Epcot <coughs> or any Disney park or for that any matter. Di- mm-hmm. And it takes away from the screens too for, yep. you know, like uh, I don't think there's been a new ride that hasn't had some sort of, except for, um, uh, Navi river journey. I guess that one, there's no screens. It's there's very one. immersive. There is the guy in the corner. Oh Yeah. 
the Navi in the corner that when you come around the first corner, he's like just standing there. Oh, scared okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the animals in that kind of thing are done. Projection. But that projection mapping is so good. You can't even tell. Right. The most yeah. I mean, they look like it's the thing walking around. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't mind screens being used like that. No. And we've heard, we've kind of heard that um, the redo of Splash Mountain, there's going to be screens involved in that, but it's going to be part of the story and i get why they're doing that it's easier to update it's easier to fix whatever because animatronics are expensive mm-hmm. hello the shaman in navi river journey was 30 million dollars 30 million dollars for her she's amazing she's beautiful i love her 30 million dollars but she mm-hmm. looks like she's worth 30 million she looks like she's alive she yeah is incredible yeah but anyway <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think with the new Splash Mountain, they're also talking about doing, um, like, water mapping. Yes. Like, not necessarily screens. Like, you think about the bayou, the fog in the the bayou and that kind of thing. They'll do, like, some of the screenshots that I've seen look like they're, like, depth of field with fireflies back in the bayou, but they're using projection mapping on water. Mm Mm-hmm. So So, like, they put up a cloud of fog, and they map things into that water. Gosh, that is so cool. Yeah. So excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only other thing that I had on my list that we haven't talked about yet. Well, two things, a couple of little things. The first one is Cruise Line. Yep. Cruise Line is doing, well, one, two things. This is their 25th year for the Cruise Line, and they're doing a new fireworks show. Oh. For their Caribbean itineraries and Mediterranean, I think. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. The other interesting news coming out of the the cruise line is Disney has traditionally built their own cruise ships. Disney bought a new cruise ship. So their fleet is now up to six. Oh. Because they bought a cruise ship that they are in the process of revamping and it will do like Asian itineraries. I don't remember what the original name of the ship was, but... They they spent a crap ton of money on... Of course they did. ...on a, like, 80% finished cruise ship that they're going to modify into being a Disney cruise ship. And then I think the intent is to have it um, floating around Eurasia. Interesting. It's an untapped market up to this point. That's smart yeah. move. Yeah. Yep. Smart move. And they're doing some itineraries to Australia with some of the smaller ships, like through South Pacific and that kind of thing. Candace and I looked into those trips. They are spendy. Oh, I could just imagine. Yeah. Like amazing. Like a repositioning to go through like French Polynesia and um, the South Pacific and that kind of thing. Like an inside stateroom for a 15 day cruise was like $8,000 a person. Oh, wow. Might be worth it. It might be. Might. And then they'll cruise over in Australia. I think just two or three day cruises in Australia. I think they're just testing that market. Mm -hmm. And then, because what, in another year, they're going to release another Wish class ship. The Treasure. The Treasure that will be taking up space somewhere. Mm -hmm. So they may put something over in Australia, Japan, that kind of thing full time Mm -hmm. if they have enough demand over there. Yep. Wow. Go over there and get stung by bees and bit by snakes. Well, aren't you just a ray of sunshine? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. It's an immersive experience. Let's go. (laughs) All inclusive. That'll be the extreme cruise. $8,000 covers your medical bills. (laughs) (laughs) Or your copay. (laughs) Yeah, it just covers your copay. Yeah. That's That's too funny. Okay. The last thing on my list is just a, a little bit of bitching by Scott. Ooh, here we go. Ooh, a new up. segment. Yay. Can you Dis- need a button for this. <laughs> <laughs> Can Disney please stop doing new things and just adding plus to it? Amen. <laughs> Genie it, plus, Disney G- plus. Magic, Magic Band, Band plus. plus. What? They're coming out now with Magic Band Plus. It's the newest iteration of Magic Bands that you can interact with things around the park, which is really cool. During fireworks, it'll light up. It'll do different things. Come up with a new name for it, you creative jerkballs. But you have to buy it. Well, you have to buy your Magic Bands now, too. They don't give you any of them for free. I understand. Really? I'm just saying. Yeah. Chapek. But... (laughs) 
just come, you are creative people. Why do we have to add plus to everything? Like even Disney Plus. I've gotten used to it now, but but Disney could not have come up with a better name for their streaming service. Yeah, the word plus at the end of it, I don't understand. I do understand it. It just oh. hit my head. So Walt's theory was always that you have to plus everything to make it one step better than anybody expects. There it is. That's not creative, and I'm not giving him a pass for it, but that's, I bet, where it came from. Maybe, but that's lazy. Because but, it's so obvious? Yes. Okay. But then isn't there, like, Paramount Plus? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Every maybe it's just a societal thing where we just want everything to be plus. No, like ESPN Plus. Yeah. That's another Disney thing. There's, uh, oh. Just Disney. Stop making th- what are you going to do next are you going to call it Tian- tiana's bayou adventure plus just because it's the next iteration <laughs> animal kingdom plus, plus. <laughs> just stop yeah that is a weird thing. oh speaking of animal kingdom plus when we were watching the animal show <laughs> oh, um we came up with one of the best vip tours that i could ever think of where you get to go with the keepers and pet the animals bingo Especially the gators. For you, yeah. (laughs) No. Um, But, I mean, I would, you know, suit up, glove up, whatever I needed to do. But, yes. Yep. That would be cool. I know they can't do that because of the safety of the animals. But, right, I think that would be amazing. Charge enough and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Speaking of Disney and alligators, this is going to be completely off topic from <laughs> one of those two things. Lariah, have you been to Buzzard Billy's? I have. Okay. I went there for dinner the other night. How do you even walk through the door? So for those tough. that don't know, while well, she thinks about how to walk through the door, when you go into this local, it's I think it's a chain restaurant, but it's, it's here in Lincoln, and you go into it, and on the left-hand side, as you walk through the door to go to the hostess stand, there is a case with like 15 different alligator and crocodile heads with their no. mouths open and teeth and that kind of thing. Yeah. Just true story. I keep my distance. <laughs> Wait, haven't you eaten alligator though? I have. Gross. I it's have. Good. I at, like it. it is not. It tastes like moldy grass. <laughs> oh. Where did did you eat at Silver Dollar City? Yes. They have a huge jerky stand of like every animal. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless it you're into that thing. Got weird, but my uh, dad bought me some alligator jerky and I ate it gladly. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> No, I did try it, and... That's horrifying. It didn't taste like... There was no difference. Yeah. but It doesn't taste. Did it, you eat it, alligator when you went to Buzzard Billy's? Not this trip, but I have no. before. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever eaten alligator? I have. It's gross. It tastes like chicken. It does not. Wait. It tastes like moldy grass. There we go. Moldy grass. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kind of live in moldy grass, so Mm-mm. it stands to reason. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I know I said last thing a few minutes ago but truly last thing i just looked over at my list again and we failed to talk about that 2023 is a hundred years after walt started the walt disney company yep oh wow so this year is starting the 100 year celebration primarily taking place at disneyland for most of the celebratory things that was a hard word to say Mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of things going on around the hundredth too and that'll probably be going another it'll probably be another 18 month long mm-hmm. celebration but sort of like the 50th at disney world which is wrapping up in march yes yeah that's coming up to an end but yeah so there should be a lot of really cool things that we can look forward to as part of the hundredth celebration for sure and i well. think it's appropriate mm-hmm. that it's taking place in disneyland yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. where it all started mm-hmm. not you california is where it all started right well kansas city and but Walt Disney Company really started in Anaheim. We'll have to watch because it wouldn't surprise me if Marceline has some sort of to do. Yeah. About that as well. Oh yeah. yeah. If they do, we should totally go. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Record an episode. I wouldn't mind going again. back just like an annual I was just gonna say that anyway. Yeah. Just give us a little bit of Disney to yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Support a local small town economy too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Candace, anything else that, that we're missing from a 
what did I miss standpoint? From- Not so far as a what did I miss thing, but I just want to remind everybody that if you haven't seen on socials, we are actually launching a Hanging at the Hangar Bar book club. And uh, we're going to do one book a quarter. Mm-hmm. This quarter's book is Women of Walt Disney in- Imagineering. I just passed the picture section of the book and I'm about done with it. And it is amazing. I'm learning so much and my eyes are really being open to some things. We will be having a live web discussion on this book on Monday, March 27th. Uh, We need to get the logistics as far as time and all of that figured out. Um, But I want to do it web-based so we don't have to pick either Facebook or Instagram and alienate some of our followers. So be watching our socials for that announcement coming up soon. You've still got plenty of time to get a copy of the book. It's not that long. And it's a quick read. So mm-hmm. um, please join us if you've already read or are reading. Um, drop us a comment in socials and let us know how it's going. But I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and we'll plan on recording that too and throwing it up as an episode because I think it'll be a good discussion. So we'll do it live and then we'll put it up as an episode too for those that maybe couldn't make it to, okay. to the live. Yeah, for sure. And then at that same time, we will announce uh, quarter two. The book for quarter two. The book for quarter two. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lariah, anything else that you think that we're we're failing to talk about? Mm -mm. No. Lacey? Nope. I got everything I wanted to talk about out. Okay. Then I think we're going to end this one here. We missed a lot in two and a half or three months since we last had a, a podcast conversation just so shows how fast the disney universe changes yep exactly and so again this was a little bit more of a laid-back conversational style this is what we're kind of thinking we're going to try and move to let us know what you thought let us know um in the comments for this episode let us know on our socials all of that kind of thing we want to hear from you we're doing this so we can have fun conversations but we want it to be fun for you to listen to as well so let us know if we're hitting the mark And just remember, there is always a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And we'll see you real soon.